when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches laugh large in the Stately plump bug bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Eddie Izzard. Mr. Leopold Bloom ate with relish the inner organs of beasts and fowls. He liked thick giblet soup, nutty gizzards, a stuffed roast heart, liver slices fried with breastcrumbs, fried hen's cod rows. Most of all, he liked grilled mutton kidneys, which gave to his palate a fine tang of faintly scented urine. Kidneys were in his mind as he moved about the kitchen softly, writing her breakfast things on the humpy tray. Galed light and air were in the kitchen, but out of doors, gentle summer morning everywhere made him feel a bit peckish. The coals were reddening. Another slice of bread and butter. Three, four. Right. She didn't like her plate full. Right. He turned from the tray, lifted the kettle off the hob, and set it sideways on the fire. It sat there, dull and squat. Its spout stuck out. Cup of tea soon. Good. Mouth dry. The cat walked stiffly round a leg of the table with a tail on high. Meow. Oh, there you are, Mr. Bloom said, turning from the fire. The cat mewed in answer and stalked again stiffly round a leg of the table, mewing. Just how she stalks over my writing table. Prr. Scratch my head. Prr. Mr. Bloom watched curiously, kindly, the lithe black form. Clean to see the gloss of her sleek hide, the white button under the butt of her tail, the green flashing eyes. He bent down to her, his hands on his knees. Milk for the pussons, he said. Milk now, the cat cried. They call them stupid. They understand what we say better than we understand them. She understands all she wants to. Vindictive, too. Wonder what I looked like to her. Height of a tower? No, she can jump me. Afraid of the chickens, she is, he said mockingly. Afraid of the chook-chooks. I never saw such a stupid pussons as the pussons. Cruel, her nature. Curious mice never squeal. Seemed to like it. Meow, the cat said loudly. She blinked up out of her avid, shame-closing eyes, mewing plaintively and long showing him her milk-white teeth. He watched the dark eyeslits narrowing with greed till her eyes were green stones. Then he went to the dresser took the jug Hanlon's milkman had just filled for him, 
poured warm bubbled milk on a saucer and set it slowly on the floor. She cried, running to lap. He watched the bristles shining wirily in the weak light as she tipped three times and licked lightly. Wonder is it true if you clip them they can't mouse after. Why? They shine in the dark, perhaps, the tips. Or kind of feelers in the dark, perhaps. He listened to her licking lap. Ham and eggs? No. No good eggs with this drop. Want pure fresh water? Thursday. Not a good day either for a mutton kidney at Buckley's. Fried with butter, a shake of pepper. Better a pork kidney at Tlugaz's. While the kettle is boiling. She lapped slower, then licking the saucer clean. Why are their tongues so rough? To lap better, all porous holes. Nothing she can eat? He glanced round him. No. On quietly creaky boots, he went up the staircase to the hall, paused by the bedroom door. She might like something tasty. Thin bread and butter she likes in the morning. Still perhaps once in a way. He said softly in the bare hall, I am going round the corner, be back in a minute. And when he had heard his voice say it, he added, you don't want anything for breakfast? A sleepy, soft grunt answered, hmm, no, she did not want anything. He heard then a warm, heavy sigh, softer as she turned over and the loose brass Whites of the bedstead jingled. Must get those settled, really. Pity. All the way from Gibraltar. Forgotten any little Spanish she knew. Wonder what her father gave for it. Old style. Ah, yes, of course. Bought it at the governor's auction. Got a short knock. Hard as nails at a bargain, old Tweedy. Yes, sir. At Plevna, that was. I rose from the ranks, sir, and I'm proud of it. Still, she had brains enough to make that corner in stamps. Now that was far-seeing. His hand took his hat from the peg over his initialed heavy overcoat and his lost property office second-hand waterproof. Stamps. Sticky-back pictures. Dare say lots of officers are in the swim too. Of course they do. The sweated legend in the crown of his hat told him mutely. Plasto's high grade ha. He peeped quickly inside the leather headband. White slip of paper, quite safe. On the doorstep, he felt in his hip pocket for the latchkey. Not there. In the trousers I left off. Must get it. Potato I have. Creaky wardrobe. No use disturbing her. She turned over sleepily that time. He pulled the hall door too after him very quietly, more, till the footleaf dropped gently over the threshold, a limp lid. Looked shut. All right till I come back anyhow. He crossed to the bright side, avoiding the loose cellar flap of number 75. 
The sun was nearing the steeple of George's church. Be a warm day, I fancy. Especially in these black clothes, feel it more. Black conducts, reflects, refracts, is it? The heat. But I couldn't go in that light suit. Make a picnic of it. His eyelids sank quietly often as he walked in happy warmth. Boland's bread van delivering with trays are daily, but she prefers yesterday's loaves, turnovers, crisp crowns, hot. Makes you feel young. Somewhere in the east, early morning, set of at dawn, travel round in front of the sun, steal a day's march on him, keep it up forever, never grow a day older technically. Walk along a strand, strange land, Come to a city gate, sentry there, old ranker too, old Tweedy's big moustaches leaning on a long kind of a spear. Wander through awned streets, turbaned faces going by, dark caves of carpet shops, big man, Turco the Terrible, seated cross-legged, smoking a coiled pipe. Cries of sellers in the streets, drink water scented with fennel, sherbet. Wander along all day. Might meet a robber or two. Well, meet him. Getting on to sundown. The shadows of the mosques along the pillars. Priest with a scroll rolled up. A shiver of the trees. Signal the evening wind. I pass on. Fading gold sky. A mother watches from her doorway. She calls her children home in their dark language. High wall, beyond strings twanged. Night sky moon, violet, colour of Molly's new garters. Strings, listen. A girl playing one of these instruments. What do you call them? Dulcimers? I pass. Probably not a bit like it, really. Kind of stuff you read. In the track of the sun. Sunburst on the title page. He smiled, pleasing himself. What Arthur Griffith said about the headpiece over the Freeman leader. A home rule sun rising up in the northwest from the laneway behind the Bank of Ireland. He prolonged his pleased smile. Ike touched that. Home rule sun rising up in the northwest. He approached Larry O'Rourke's. From the cellar, grating, floated up the flabby gush of porter. Through the open doorway, the bars squirted out whiffs of ginger, tea dust, biscuit mush. Good house, however. Just the end of the city traffic. For instance, Macaulay's down there. NG as position. Of course, if they ran a tram line along the North Circular from the cattle market to the Keys, value would go up like a shot. Bald head over the blind. Cute old codger. No use canvassing him for an ad. Still, he knows his own business best. There he is, sure enough, my bold Larry, leaning against the sugar bin in his shirt sleeves, watching the aproned curate swab up with a mop and bucket. Simon Daedalus takes him off to a tea with his eyes screwed up. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? What's that, Mr. O'Rourke? Do you know what? The Russians. 
there'd only be an eight o'clock breakfast for the Japanese. Stop and say a word. About a funeral, perhaps. Sad thing about poor Dignam, Mr. O'Rourke. Turning into Dorset Street, he said freshly in greeting through the doorway, Good day, Mr. O'Rourke. Good day to you. Lovely weather, sir. Tis all that. Where do they get the money? Coming up, red-headed curates from the county lightroom, rinsing empties an old man in the cellar. Then, lo and behold, they blossom out as Adam Findlaters or Dan Talons. Think then of the competition. General thirst. Good puzzle would be cross Dublin without passing a pub. Save it they can't. Off the drunks, perhaps. Put down three and carry five. What is that? A bob here and there, dribs and drabs. On the wholesale orders, perhaps. Doing a double shuffle with the town travellers. Squirt with the boss and we'll split the job, see? How much would that tot to off the porter in the month? Say ten barrels of stuff. So he got ten percent off. Or more. Ten. Fifteen. He passed St. Joseph's National School. Brats clamour. Windows open. Fresh air helps memory. Or a lilt. A, B, C, D, F, G, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W. Boys, are they? Yes. Inish Turk. Inish Ark. Inish Boffin. At the geography. Mine. Sleeve Bloom. He halted before Delugaz's window, staring at the hanks of sausages, polonies, black and white, fifty multiplied by. The figures whitened in his mind unsolved. Displeased, he let them fade. The shiny links packed with force meat fed his gaze as he breathed in tranquilly the lukewarm breath of cooked spicy pig's blood. A kidney oozed blood goots on the willow pattern dish, the last. He stood by the next door girl at the counter. Would she buy it too? Calling the items from a slip in her hand, chapped, washing soda. And a pound and a half of Denny's sausages. His eyes rested on her vigorous hips. Woods, his name is. Wonder what he does. Wife is oldish, new blood. No followers allowed. Strong pair of arms. Whacking a carpet on the clothesline. She does whack it by George. The way her crooked skirt swings at each whack. The ferret-eyed pork butcher folded the sausages he had snipped off with blotchy fingers. Sausage pink. Sound meat there like a stall-fed heifer. He took up a page for the pile of cut sheets. The model farm at Kinnereth on the lake shore of Tiberias can become ideal winter sanatorium. Moses Montefiore. I thought he was. Farmhouse, wall round it. Blurred cattle cropping. He held the page from him. Interesting. Read it nearer. 
the blood cropping cattle, the page rustling, a young white heifer. Those mornings in the cattle market, the beasts lowing in their pens, branded sheep, flop and fall of dung, the breeders in hobnailed boots trudging through the litter, slapping a palm on the ripe meated hindquarter. There's a prime one, unpeeled switches in their hands. He held the page aslant patiently, bending his senses and his will, his soft subject gaze at rest. The crooked skirt swinging whack by whack by whack. The pork butcher snapped two sheets from the pile, wrapped up her prime sausages and made a red grimace. Now, my miss, he said. She tendered a coin, smiling boldly, holding her thick wrist out. Thank you, my miss. And one shilling threepence change for you, please? Mr. Bloom pointed quickly. To catch up and walk behind her if she went slowly, behind her moving hands. Pleasant to see first thing in the morning. Hurry up, damn it. Make hay while the sun shines. She stood outside the shop in sunlight and sauntered lazily to the right. He sighed down his nose. They never understand. Soda-chapped hands. Crusted toenails, too. Brown scapulars and tatters. Defending her both ways. The sting of disregard glowed to weak pleasure within his breast. For another, a constable off-duty cuddled her in Eccles Lane. They liked them sizable. Prime sausage. Oh, please, Mr. Policeman, I'm lost in the wood. Thruppence, please. His hand accepted the moist, tender gland and slid it in a side pocket. Then it fetched up three coins from his trousers pocket and laid them on the rubber pickles. They lay were read quickly and quickly slid disc by disc into the till. Thank you, sir. Another time. A speck of eager fire from Fox Eyes thanked him. He withdrew his gaze after an instant. No, better not. Another time. Good morning, he said, moving away. Good morning, sir. No sign. Gone. What matter? He walked back along Dorset Street, Reading gravely. Agendath Natame, Planters Company. To purchase vast sandy tracts from Turkish government and plant with eucalyptus trees. Excellent for shade, fuel and construction. Orange groves and immense melon fields north of Jaffa. You pay eight marks and they plant a dunham of land for you with olives, oranges, almonds and citrons. Olives cheaper. Oranges need artificial irrigation. Every year you get a sending of the crop. Your name entered for life as owner in the Book of the Union. Can pay ten down and the balance in yearly installments. Bleibtreustrasse, 34, Berlin, W15. Nothing doing. Still an idea behind it. He looked at the cattle, blurred in silver heat. Silvered, powdered olive trees. Quiet long days, pruning, ripening. Olives are packed in jars, eh? 
I have a few left from Andrews. Molly, spitting them out, knows the taste of them now. Oranges in tissue paper packed in crates. Citrons, too. Wonder is poor Citron still alive in St. Kevin's parade. And Mastiansky with the old Sither. Pleasant evenings we had then. Molly in Citron's basket chair. Nice to hold. Cool waxen fruit. Hold in the hand. Lift it to the nostrils and smell the perfume. Like that. Heavy, sweet, wild perfume. Always the same, year after year. They fetched high prices too, Moisel told me. Arbiter's Place, Pleasance Street. Pleasant old times. Must be without a flaw, he said. Coming all that way, Spain, Gibraltar, Mediterranean, the Levant. Crates lined up on the quayside at Jaffa. Chap ticking them off in a book. Navvies handling them in soiled dungarees. There's what do you call him out of? How do you? Doesn't see. Chap, you know, just to salute a bit of a bore. His back is like that Norwegian captain's. Wonder if I'll meet him today. Watering cart. To provoke the rain. On earth as it is in heaven. A cloud began to cover the sun, holy, slowly, holy, grey, far. No, not like that. A barren land, bare waste, volcanic lake, the Dead Sea, no fish, weedless, sunk deep in the earth. No wind would lift those waves, grey metal, poisonous, foggy waters. Brimstone, they called it, raining down. The cities of the plain, Sodom, Gomorrah. Adam, all dead names, a dead sea in a dead land, grey and old, old now. It bore the oldest, the first race. A bent hag crossed from Cassidy's, clutching a noggin bottle by the neck. The oldest people wandered far away over all the earth. Captivity to captivity, multiplying, dying, being born everywhere. It lay there now. Now it could bear no more. Dead, an old woman's. The grey, sunken cunt of the world. Desolation. Grey horror seared his flesh. Folding the page into his pocket, he turned into Eccles Street, hurrying homeward. Cold oils slid along his veins, chilling his blood. Age, crusting him with a salt cloak. Well, I'm here now. Morning mouth, bad images. Got up wrong side of the bed. Must begin again, those Sandoz exercises. On the hands down. Blotchy brown brick houses. Number 80 still unlet. Why is that? Valuation is only 28. Towers. Battersby. North. MacArthur. Parlour windows plastered with bills. Plasters on a sore eye. To smell the gentle smoke of tea, fume of the pan, sizzling butter. Be near her ample bed-warmed flesh. Yes, yes.